Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's get it. I'm telling you why. You can see in their eyes, and boys ain't playing, they ready to ride. Shaking the tunnel, just screaming and yelling. If you ain't ready, you can eat in the live. Taking the field with loads of passion. Swagging out with the flies, fashions. Cameras out, next steady flash. Thank you, K Scott. Again. Yeah, hey, Spotify, it's okay. He gave us the okay on this. Don't take it down. I'm not. We on the Raza. I love this song. It's cool. He needs to do more. He's got a couple songs. Utah football fans. How you doing? Thanks for joining us again. Let me just say right up front, we appreciate your support. For all those who not only follow us on the social media, but who are now listening to the podcast every week, more and more people. Thank you, and thanks for your comments. We're going to keep it going. As far as the podcast goes, you can find us on all the typical formats. Um, we're also, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. So join us in all those places. I miss anything? Uh, YouTube. And <laughs> <laughs> the, new, the new platform. The new and platform that hopefully we get to... Uh, Really utilize here. I think there'll be some fun stuff. Is YouTube. So, so yeah. For those just listening, uh, so we have the audio, but now we're having the video. So if you want to watch us communicate, <laughs> I don't know why. You, I don't know why you want some, to watch that. Watch. But. See these two ugly people, and then look at me. You know that's sweet. Yeah, we're whatever. Fa- we're fascinating. <laughs> but so we're on YouTube. Hopefully this works. You know. Follow us there as well. Subscribe to all those places. Let's talk Utah mm. football. Let's do it. I'm Gary Bryn James. Um, before we get into football, <laughs> what, what was that? I'm waving. Hello. <laughs> it wasn't a wave, though. I'm, it's like a hey. It was like a without the. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> see, you can only get that if you watch yeah, it. You, yeah. you can only see it if you watch it. Doesn't my hat look good, though? Looks great. I mean, all this, look at this Utah memorabilia that's around Oh, yeah, here. by the way, for those who are <laughs> watching, this is the bunker. This is the man-woman cave. No, man cave. Man-woman cave. We have... Person cave. We, person, person cave. No, 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 no. <laughs> man-woman cave. Many good memories here. The thrill of victories and some agony and defeat. <laughs> yes, sadly. Anyway. The bunker. If a dog comes rolling through here, we've got a few uh, guard dogs. Don't mind them. Anyway, before we get into the football stuff, we have to talk about Michaela. Michaela. What did I say? Michaela? (laughs) (laughs) Michaela Skinner. Michaela Skinner. (laughs) Sweet. A silver? I mean. Silver medal, man. She has had it so rough for the last few years. 
didn't make 2016 Olympics, was an alternate. That was a huge bummer. Some controversy followed her because she was upset about it, as you would be. Wanted to go to 2020 Olympics, got COVID, got pneumonia. She still kept going. Then she still didn't make the actual team this year, but was able to go as an individual. But then she didn't qualify to keep competing. So she was, she had a flight booked home. Did she really? She did. I didn't know that. She had her flight booked home. And then unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Simone Biles quit, took herself out of competition. Um, but that allowed Michaela Skinner to go in and compete in vault, which she did, I mean, not even 24 hours ago. And she won silver. She's a silver awesome. medalist in the Olympics. And she's a Utah go Utes, alum. Huh? I think she's actually coming back to finish her schooling. She's not going to compete. Yeah, she's done competing. On the Red Rocks anymore. But I think she's coming back to Utah to finish her schooling. So I'm sure we'll see her. We need though there'll be things in her honor and all of that, I'm sure. But I, I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Yep. Go Utes. It's representing. Amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. It's amazing. Didn't didn't see this coming once she got And yeah. I don't know like all the rules of gymnastics. It's weird because apparently they qualified and she did really well, but then she didn't get to participate on the team events and it was like this whole thing and like it was weird and then all of a sudden, yeah, she gets up yeah. there. Talk about like talk about mental fortitude. The, yeah. the roller coaster that she's been on, and then she gets tagged like 24 hours before the event, and it goes, you're competing for a gold medal now, for go. A medal. And she gets silver. That is, I mean, and that's then, something. I mean, we do have to say, though, that Grace McCallum, who also won a silver medal with the USA team, she is coming to the U and competing next year. So yeah. it's going to be a great year for Utah Gymnastics, but yeah, I... I couldn't be happier for Michaela Skinner. She absolutely deserves it, and I'm so glad that she was able to actually compete. This is her only time she's actually been able to compete for an Olympic medal, and she gets one. Excellent. So good for her. All right, camp. <clears throat> camp begins camp. this, this week. week, Wednesday. Is that right, Wednesday? I believe I it is. I don't know the exact date. Anyway, this week, camp begins, and we're on the countdown. It's exciting. It's really exciting. In fact, on my way over here, I saw a tweet from Scally pretty much said, the offseason's over. It's it's happening. We'll see it at Rice Eccles. It's so exciting. It's, it's, go, go time. It's, I need this so bad after all. The, Don't we all? Just the chaos. <laughs> and, in, and essentially, one month from today, essentially, we'll be at Rice Eccles. Yeah. It's yeah, one month, month. September 2nd, Thursday night, against those Pesky Wildcats of Weber State. Wildcats. It's everywhere. Yeah, 5.30. I am so excited. 5.30. Rice Eccles. Yeah. So, there'll be, a lot of, there'll be a lot that comes out of camp. A lot of storylines. There are some areas where there's some competition, which I'm really excited about. Um, obviously, the number one will be quarterback. I think we all have an idea that Brewer is going to be the guy. But, you know, Rising's back at 100%, they're saying. And he mm. didn't really get an opportunity last year. So things like that, I'm I'm just I'm thrilled. I I I need this. Yeah, it's it is exciting. <laughs> it's time uh, a full season, regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say right now, but as time goes on, obviously we'll get some things out of camp and and so forth. But I know so I it, I think I said this last time. I I need to pull out all my Utah gear. I need to pull out like my stadium seats, make sure they actually 
<laughs> dust them off. Here's pull, a, pull out all my Utah clothing because I haven't really had to wear you it. Put that it away? Much. No, well, I didn't put it away, but it's not the same. Here's the question. Every year, do you have that, this should be a poll question. <laughs> we'll put this out. Do you have to buy new stuff or something new to wear every year? Well, yeah. I don't have or, to, but or I are get you a person to. that's okay just with the old stuff? No, I like to buy something new. I every need, year. I need, I need, I need I, you got to rotate. Man. Yeah, you get the one or two new things, but you got, you kind of have to respect the guy that where, has been wearing the same hat <laughs> since like Jim Fossil was the head coach, <laughs> right? Oh. You, you got to kind of respect that a little bit. And he's got like a blue coat that he just doesn't care. He just wears that <laughs> no, to the game. No, <laughs> no, no blue coats. Get a new coat. No, you go and you, you go to the, the bookstore, you go to the Under Armour section, and you see that a t-shirt is seventy nine ninety five, and yeah. you go, I'll go over to this section here and go for $14. Yeah. Yeah, get something new. Got to be doing that. <laughs> we got to go over there. Yeah, me too, actually. So, Bryn, give us a must, the must minute. <laughs> the must minute, Ooh, I, I like that. that. Um, Anything, yeah. I don't know if I've... I think I've talked about it, but it is the 20th season of The Mus. Can you believe that? Since the, the first season that The Mus was Jeez. officially formed was 2002. So this is the 20th season of The Mus. And for I'm thinking some of you listening may have been there when it started. I was in those first early years, and just to see what it's become is just amazing. But uh, we're shooting for 7,000 Mus members this year, and it's going to be interesting because it's essentially two freshman classes that have never actually oh, no. experienced what it's like to be in the must. But so how's the seating going to work? Because with the expansion and now there's no, there's no hard break. How is that? How are they going to do the seating there? So they've act, they have moved the band. So, you know, the band was always in South end zone. Uh -huh. They've moved them kind of more over into the must section. Okay. Um, I don't know that the must will really take over a ton of that corner, but it's there for some spillover. But I think they're probably going to sell those seats. Okay. It's just going to make it more full and exciting. And so is the band going to be, they'll be lower then. They'll be lower. Okay. They're, they're going to be right in that corner from what I understand. Okay. Okay. Um, 7,000. That'll be good. 7,000 students. Yeah. But yeah, it, we were, I do feel lucky that we were able to also sell some seats to students who graduated last year. So if it was your senior year and you didn't get to go have your senior year in the MUS, we've been able to offer some tickets to those graduates as well. So they'll be able to be in for this season. But I'm just excited. I think the students who've never experienced it, get ready because it's going to be, and just this year will be crazy. The way that our year is going to play out, it's going to be one, one for the ages. So we're going to have a lot of 20th, season celebrations going on so i'll keep you posted on all of on all of those but if you know a student who's coming to the u and hasn't registered yet they need to get on it because we will sell out all right the must minute or two or three <laughs> uh, minutes so media day for the pac-12 was a f i don't know a few week, few days ago <clears throat> week ago or something i forgot now but so we had <laughs> media day together. i watched i watched a few of the other coaches and players other you know, I, I did watch Wit and our guys. Let's just talk about a couple of things I at least found, or what we found interesting, what Wit said during media day. Um, one thing is he said he feels like he has the most depth that he's ever had. Mm -hmm. um, 
that's a positive, <laughs> a positive thing. I mean, because uh, let's face it, you need depth if you're gonna you're gonna go go anywhere. the whole way. Yeah, you're gonna do anything. You, you can do. You gotta have twos and threes. You know, so that's a good that's a good sign. He did. I found found this interesting. It's not a surprise, but he goes. He, there's no primary running back yet. Mm-hmm. He mentioned Pledger, Curry, and uh, Bernard, mm-hmm. who's coming back. Those were the three he mentioned. But as of right now, at least as I recall, he said there's no primary uh, running back. That's I'm, not uncommon though. We've we've gone into seasons. I mean, last year, for example, it's going to be that kind of running back by committee, and then every time some dude sets himself apart and becomes the guy. So that I, I anticipate that to be the case here where the first two or three games, it, you see three or four different running backs and combinations, and, and then somebody sets himself apart a little bit and, and kind of takes it. That kind of seems to be the Whittingham way, especially at running back. If you just look back on in years past, that's kind of how it's been. Yeah, I mean, he, t- he actually more or less addressed it that way. He goes, if someone's sets himself apart, he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Right, in camp. But he also said, though, all these guys, we find that all of them bring some strengths that we can utilize, then we'll just utilize them all. So, anyway. Good problem to have. That's the story with that at this point. What do and, you feel like, what is more beneficial? To have just a running back who you know is the guy or to have multiple that you can put in for two plays and bring him out and then, I don't know. What do you think? I think that there's something to... One guy being the guy. Um, I've never played running back, but I've heard that they need to be kind of like a quarterback, get into a rhythm. So if they're mm. constantly going in and out, it can be a little bit challenging to kind of get the feel of the game and take you know those touches. Whereas if you get have a guy who's getting twenty five carries a game, you know the Zach Moss model, the, the likelihood of him being able to break one, get the feel of the game, is a little bit more beneficial. But the depth portion of it's huge because running backs they get beat up. Right. You know, and if if you have a running back who's really good at catching, if you have a running back who's really good at pass protection, like to have those options is going to be really, really nice. So. Yeah. I think it's always nice to have one guy that's the main guy for the reasons James said. But but others that are very talented that bring in some some difference. So the defense versus, you know, a a tough hard runner versus the shifty fast guy can also – you know, yeah, yeah, that can be difficult for defense to adjust to on some plays. But you, right, I, I think you want the one guy. But you know, we I think we've all seen teams that have one a couple of guys and that and mm-hmm. they work. It just depends. There's been teams that I win national championships. I don't care, man. Win games. <laughs> well, just and, win, and, baby. and the the depth, <laughs> just win baby. <laughs> the depth is so big because if you remember, I mean, running like I said, running backs are always getting hurt. I just go back to the Joe Williams year. We went through like six running backs yeah, that year. Injuries. You know, and so there's always going to be injuries. So to have three or four dudes will be will be great. The other thing, another thing that Witt, Coach Witt said, he he said that uh, Devin Lloyd is the best linebacker he's ever coached. Some high praise. I Which, mean, that's a, and that, that's not just his head coach. Yeah, I mean that's he, he's at Utah. At Utah. That's when he was the assistant. Uh-huh. And I presume that means he's ever ever coached. That's insane. Means ever coached. So I, I now so when I heard that I wrote down just some linebackers I remember, Gianni Paul, who was real good, obviously, uh, Stevenson Sylvester, mm-hmm. Chase Hansen was a linebacker. 
Oh, Chase Hansen. See, Cody Barton, he's in he's in the in league, league right plays now. Plays for Seattle still. Yep. Jared Norris, I believe. Still in the league. Still in the league. Francis Bernard. Is he still with the Cowboys? I'm I think not, so, yeah. I think so. And I'm I'm sure I'm missing I'm missing. Oh, well, I'm sure guys. you're missing like four or but five. Those but still. are great players. Mm-hmm. Just to name a you know a few that just came off the top of my head, and from recent years. And yeah, Witt said he thinks Lloyd's his best linebacker, considering he hasn't played a lot of football. He didn't play I don't think all that much in in high school. Oh, really? I think I when, I when they, I think in the conversation I heard with with Devin Lloyd, is that he was like a two star guy. Mm-hmm. A two-star. Wow. And Utah was the only uh, Power Five conference that that offered him. They really even looked at him. Even looked at him. So he came, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's just developed. Wow. He was he was a guy that he was like fourth on the depth chart, and in fall or in, in fall camp, some guys were getting hurt, and he had an opportunity to step up, and he played with Francis Bernard who had experience, and it was a great learning experience for him, was able to really develop and is now the guy. I yeah. think that I think that he... <laughs> there was the ice guy. Gosh. <laughs> I honestly think outside of quarterback, so you obviously quarterback touches the ball every play, outside of whoever our quarterback is, I think Devin Lloyd might have the highest impact of anybody else on our entire team, in my opinion. Can't I think wait. he is going to be the guy on defense that sets the tone and could be the guy that that changes a couple of games. And that's just It's exciting. I look forward to watching him. It's yeah. I mean Dude's to get, an animal to freak. get that praise from Kyle Whittingham who we've talked about a million times develops NFL talent all the time. I mean that's that's awesome. And then coach, uh, he someone asked him a question about uh, about the uh, uh, NIL, name, image, and likeness stuff. Yeah. I would first of all let me just I would say recommend you can go go back on YouTube or wherever you can find the whole interview. It's worth listening to. Yeah. But um, so he made some comments on that, and he was not sure the course that it was going to take. What he said, but. But as a direct quote, I, and I wrote it down, it says he, he's in favor of the concept. He's all for it. That's his exact words. Um, and in reference to the players, he said they are the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, that's true. It, coach is coach, and you need good coaches, and, but you need the talent. You need the players. So I, I like the fact that he was for it. He's for, for the players. He's not some authoritarian dominant type guy that you know what I mean yeah you kind of get that feel there's guys out there like that oh absolutely. Is nothing like that yeah I I was I actually was talking to some members of the athletic staff this last week and we were talking about NIL and I just <clears throat> we nobody knows how to navigate this still it's just still too new there's not enough parameters. There's really no parameters right now. Everyone's just kind of weeding their way through it. And at least the conversation that we had is, you know, we want to be more on the side of caution as far as staff goes. Um, but I just think nobody really knows how to deal with this yet. No, I don't think. Yeah, we've talked about this our last podcast, which was a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. 
I don't think much has changed as far as understanding it. No. No. Well, and and locally, and the, the word's going. It yeah. hasn't really affected us locally. There's been a couple of guys who have done some small things, some social media things, but there hasn't been a guy who's gotten a, a big contract here locally. And I don't know if that'll ever be the case. Not like the Alabama player who's already earning seven figures. The, the, the quarterback for Alabama, if you don't know this, has never taken a single snap for Alabama football. Is already near a million dollars in endorsement deals. <laughs> and and to your point, and we talked about that's so this, stupid. This <laughs> that's what makes me so nervous about all of yeah. this. Um, now joke. talk about talk about a, a recruiting tool that Nick Saban can be like to any quarterback that's in college and go. My last quarterback made a million dollars before he even took a snap. Right. I can do the same for you. I mean, okay, what's let's happen. go. Right. You know, and so that's where the ga- it makes me nervous. I know we talked about it, and, and and Bird actually texted me and brought up the NCAA wants to is going to be the governing. You know, there's no governing, governing. <laughs> That's a new word. Governing body on all this, even though we know they're a joke. Uh, no way. There's Bird. just no way. Bird. He want. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, they're out, man. But yeah, there's but just no way. The fact that they didn't have that put in place already, right. I just don't see it happening. So we're kind of rehashing what we did last podcast. My whole thing is we don't really know. To this point, it hasn't been, there's been no effect to it from my point of view, at least locally. But I think it's going to take three or four years to play out to really see no, yeah. what it's going to have, to, what it's going to do. Okay, yeah. And then coach talked to someone asked about realignment, mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma. You know, that's big news. Texas, Oklahoma. Heading it's a done deal. They're going, going to F- yeah, the SEC. The, the SEC starting 2025. Nope. Uh, and so, Wit, in in answering the question, he said, "Yeah, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see a huge change come to college football, and he thinks is that it will that. So, with this move, which is right now, it's just Texas, Oklahoma made a move, right. and we've all been reading." You know, there's so many rumors out there what's going to happen, but be that as it may, whatever that is, he thinks that this will lead to college football at just to be becoming a minor league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I think it will too. Uh, so, reality is, if you, to me, for me, the NIL, the realignment is the changes that are going to occur within the next several years are going to be. It's, oh, it's huge. It, you know, the cat is out. Of Ten the box, years from man. now, college football will look totally different. It's going to be different. The money. So, you know. Did you listen to. Um, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is this going to be good for Utah or bad for Utah? <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Utah's already a, um, a big, big. They're a player. Right, they already have their seat at the table, which is so important at this point. Okay, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be four super conferences within ten, in the next ten years. Okay, there's going to be four super conferences. It's all about money. It's all about division, a bigger piece of the pie, all that sort of stuff. The fact that Utah's already part of one of those four super conferences is huge at this point. I think it's going to be good for Utah. I do. I think that at some point it's going to go that route. They're going to cut ties with the NCAA. They're going to say, we don't need you anymore. They'll be, it can become a, 
the power four conferences do their own thing, schedule within themselves. And as long as you have a seat at one of at that table, it'll be good for you. But that's what we don't see this. And it would be great. And I, we're already, we're there. Okay. That's good. Except, except if the SEC is out to create a super conference, mm-hmm. the dominant conference and they go, okay, and they, uh, then they, they could they get out their SC and let's bring UCLA out because, you know, See, they're from the West Coast. Maybe we'll get Oregon to come out and then just some other teams within. And they may do this master conference. They have a 30-team conference. And uh, Yeah. Well, isn't that what they were? I mean, they had they're gone out. They're 16 had, now. Right. They yeah, had gone 16, out to right. more teams, too. I, I worry that it's going to become either one or maybe two super conferences. And then... Pac-12 teams, maybe, yeah, okay, maybe SC gets invited somewhere, but I I worry that it will be bad for Utah. I think that, I don't know, we just don't have the history enough to make it, if it becomes where it's just two super conferences that take up all the good teams in the entire country, that's what well, I worry about. Well, it's not even about the good teams. It's about the revenue generating yeah teams. turn it into money and so it's you're right if, if it goes that route it would be terrible for utah football just if it goes the route of hey let's create two super conferences that and there's 40 teams between the two of them and it, they span nationwide and it's kind of an nfl model where <laughs> that's what it's turning it's going to turn into that AFC, Probably, NFC. if that were the case that could be very bad because it, it has nothing to do at that point with Wins and losses and record and, and history. Here's one of the beasts right here. Go away, guard go, dog. Go away, guard dog. Because Utah... Don't hit a freaking it, cable. When it, oh, com- when it comes to it, what? Utah has all those accolades, but it all comes down to dollars and cents. See, and I hate the idea of college football turning into the NFL. I hate it. It's I going that way. I absolutely hate it, and that's Paid where... players. Exactly. The NIL. teams that matter. Yeah, the NIL and all this conference realignment. I mean, Witt said it. He's even worried about it turning into a minor league thing. I just, I'm very worried that it's going to ruin He didn't say worried. I'll just clarify it. He just thinks that's where he sees it going. I'm worried. Kyle. (laughs) Kyle. Kyle, listen to me. I know you watch or listen. He texts me like three times a week to get my opinion (laughs) on some stuff. I know. We're pretty close. So we he, played golf at Willow Creek the other day together. You wish. Sure I do wish, actually. He'd kick your trash. I don't. That's fine. This is Snoop Dogg, by the way. <laughs> Welcome, guard hey, Snoop dog. Dog. Uh, okay. Moving on. Moving. Moving on. We'll probably come back to this in a second, a little bit more. But um, here's a cool thing that Wit pointed out: is that, and he makes a statement, and then he. He said no team in the, in the country can make this claim is that Utah is the most diverse football team in college ball. Mm-hmm. And he said we've got a third of the players are black, a third of the players Polynesian, a third of the players are white. It's pretty cool. And it's, it's sweet, man. It's, it's been so that cool. way for a while, too. That's not yeah. just the, uh, this year sort of a deal. That's how they run their program. It is. It's great. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. I don't know if you were going to mention this. That they talked about in media days that Witt is the longest tenured mm-hmm. Pac-12 coach right now. Yeah, I think I knew that anyway. I didn't, didn't realize that? that. Well, I just maybe hadn't really Which thought about it. But well, think of all the other teams. Right. That's what they said. Is I mean, a lot of teams have coaches that are brand new this year or for the last couple of years. So he 
he's the guy. <laughs> I mean, we're one of the younger teams, obviously, in the Pac-12, but he has the most experience as a Pac-12 coach out of anybody. That can only play to our advantage. Hope so. Kyle, I love you. <laughs> okay, let's... Uh... Hey, did you hear the uh, commissioner on ESPN 700 at Media Days? Either one of you hear I that? Didn't. Uh, I didn't. Go back and listen to it. It was really good. I think what he... I mean, he got thrown into the fire. I mean, he's been the commissioner for like three yeah, weeks, and all of a sudden, conference realignment is like cool. exploding in his face. And he says, just kind of gives him some update on what the Pac-12 is doing. They're not looking to just add teams right now. They're not just they're not running to the Big 12 to just grab some people just so that we can have 16. That's not the the way that they're going. He said his phone has essentially been ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. He said. It, I, it, I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't at least taking calls. So they're taking calls, looking at all the opportunities and prospects. Um, the other thing that he they asked him about is um, the contracts when it comes to uh, TV negotiation and all that money and all that sort of stuff. At the time when we signed our deal initially, we were the, the, the biggest deal. Now we've been lapped by some of these other conferences. Oh, yeah. Lagging behind. <clears throat> so that's, I think, one of the major reasons that, that he was hired to be the guy is because he comes from the entertainment, the network background. So he, when it comes to negotiating, he's going to be great at it. If you have DirecTV and you're still holding out hope <laughs> that the Pac-12 network is going to get on DirecTV, give up the hope. All right. <laughs> Gary, did, he, did yes. he talk about that? <laughs> yes, he said it will what not. A joke, it man. will not happen until potentially the next negotiating in two years. At two that point, years. they might be able to do some stuff with the Direct TV. But he said the way that it's written, and this I thought this was fascinating because for the last eight years we've been jerked around. We're working on it. We're trying. He said there's just there was it was never going to happen. Way to go, Larry Scott. It was never going to happen. So, that guy, the spitter behind us was right all along. Larry, Larry Scott. Larry Scott. Or is it Scott. spitter the clapper? Isn't he the same? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spitter that got, says Larry the, Scott. It's the spitter that says Larry Scott. Yeah, okay. Yeah, did this guy sound better than a-hole Larry Scott? Yeah, I liked him. Honestly, I'd go back well, and, and listen to we'll him. It was, it was Bill that, that interviewed him, and it was good. A lot of information came from it, and so I'd go back and listen to that. We'll see. What are you drinking tonight, by the way? Mr. Health. <laughs> yeah, so we got Mr. Health over here that eats chicken for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And throw some rice in. No, I eat Greek yogurt and granola in the morning oh, for breakfast. God. It's not bad. Do you put any honey in it? I can't eat straight Greek yogurt. It's no, I don't. Sick. It's, not, it's not the best. Are you kidding me? Ooh, no, and then chicken or, or fish. Pretty that much sounds good, though. I like the that. The rest of the day. Yeah. So, so Mr. That, Hell, that being said, this is Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, it fits within, it fits within. Code Red, baby. It fits. You, 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 throughout the whole day, you plan for the 260 calories that are going to be Yeah, consumed. but it's the caffeine. It's almost oh, nine o'clock at have, night. I've been taking so much caffeine in my life. It well, isn't there a sign me. down here with caffeine on it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What does it say? I don't have a caffeine problem. I have a problem without it. Yeah, there you go. No, I can sleep with... Oh, I could take... I get, well, I'll sleep like a baby tonight. And you I've too, got, and your Mountain Dew. I can't do this that. This isn't, though, the, the the Gary Axe Smith cocktail tonight, though. I didn't. You're going to save that for season? 
when the oh, no baby. when the season kicks off. <laughs> that too, but I'm sure I'll have one or two here or there. But well, I'm, I'm glad you're drinking the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, let's get to a, some of our polls. Let's do it. Which sort of um, touch upon really <laughs> things that Coach said, but the one poll was, and he, here's how it's stated: with Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC and other realignment possibilities. Is it good or bad for college football? And, I mean, what is that, 98%? This surprised me. 90%, 98% said bad. Yeah, the, the percentage of this really surprised me. I can't me. believe it. As, a, as I'm sitting right now, there's 104 votes for bad and five votes for good. I would have thought it would be more like 80-20. This is 95%, or if not more. No, it's more than that. I'm not good at math. <laughs> I see Dan Eno. He agrees with me because he says that it might become NFL Junior. I think that's the goal of it, really. If On this that, poll, that's what he. Yeah, he says that it's going to be bad when for you college think football. About it, when you think of it, it is so weird that there is not a minor league system for the NFL. It is so weird to me. Every other sport has a minor league system: basketball, hockey, baseball. But you can't Even make golf. They all have they all have minor league systems. You can't make college the minor league system, though. That's what they're trying. That's what they're trying that's to do. Basically, what that's what they're oh, trying to well. make minor league means. Anyway, um, you know what? I got to go back though to something that the coach Witt said. I forgot it was it was about the, the uh, portal. Oh yeah, and they asked him about because you know players have come and gone, or players have gone, and we've got players in. Uh, but he said the net result has been a, a plus for Utah, and it has. I mean, look at this year alone. It's just unbelievable, the talent uh, that we have. Uh, but he made, the, he made the analogy now with the portal and the change that it's made in college ball um, that recruiting out of high school is like the draft. Yes, and then the portal. And, and then the portal is free agency. It's free agency. So, that's, hmm. so that even goes even more to it becoming a minor league system. The portal's been interesting because I feel like most guys that go into the portal that I'm upset about them leaving, it, it's not m- about their talent level that I'm ex- that I'm bummed that they're leaving. It's that I like them as a, as a person. I've liked them as a player for Utah. Most of the time when a guy leaves, for the most part, not always, it's he's not getting his playtime, his touches. There's something going on. He leaves, and you're bummed. I mean, I look at Nakua, right? I really liked him as a as a... Nice guy. Nice guy. Um, the my, chicks dug he in. He was my hottest player. He was a, I don't know he was a dude. I'm I don't sorry, know how. I'm sorry, but hey. Damn it. Hey, you saw the pictures. He was a handsome exactly. fellow. Exactly. He was the best one. Okay. Okay, don't get me back started on that because I just, I can't be I don't see dudes' it. faces on my computer. And nobody out there. Anyway, I'm attached to them as like a football, <laughs> as a, he, he, for the U. But when it comes to the portal and a net win or a net loss, holy cow. Whittingham is crushing it on the portal. We're letting guys go that it's like, all right, they might go somewhere and play, you know, garbage time. We're bringing in dudes to our program that are going to be contributors immediately. I can't even. High talent. High talent, guys. I couldn't even keep up. I mean, it felt like every week we were adding. awesome. Like a four-star recruit and all these people who've played at these top-tier teams. Let me let's just refresh our memories of who okay, we've got yeah, because I can't they're keep coming track. up. But I, at least the list I've got here. But of course, Charlie Brewer. Um, Bryn, hold on. What, what are we doing? I've we're got, going back to I'm the hottest back. player. 
This was James's choice. You, it's can, Cole Fotheringham, a.k.a. Football Jesus. Okay, can that... I don't know if you can see this. But this well, you got, you got to turn it around. You can't... You, you can't this picture... The camera's over Brent, there. You're telling me that's not the hands, most handsome man you've ever seen in your life. Okay, but... Enlarge it. That picture's great. <laughs> Look at that man. Cole, that's a great picture. Okay, you can't see this. Okay, well, you have to... Can you see okay, this? But, no, they can't see from. I told you. You they have can't to look up it. Nakua's too, because he was gorgeous. Oh my goodness, Cole! You interrupted me. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you read, Cole? Read our transfers. Brewer, I gotta get this off my page. My wife's gonna be like, <laughs> "You're so sick." My questionable things. As they say in uh, now, I'm googling. Um, hold on. Okay, what's his name? <laughs> you, He's you going down a rabbit so hole. So freaking pathetic. <laughs> Go ahead. Read who... who like in Seinfeld, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> hey, you can admire hey, a gorgeous man. I can admire him. That's true. The amount of times you know I've Googled Chris Hemsworth in my life... Who? Chris Hemsworth. The amount of times I've Googled him for just like no reason... Hey, that's a problem. Dude. That's... You need to confess some things? No, I'm just like... I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Okay. Here's I'll, okay. I'm gonna do it right on now. this. On this though, I must admit, I'm watching the NFL Network, <laughs> and they're at camps. This just took a turn. This okay. is therapy for you both. <laughs> no, and they're interviewing dudes, you know, and always there's guys walking behind them, you know, when they're interviewing <laughs> dudes. You know, they don't have their shirts on or right no as you wouldn't. Stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I was, if I looked and like there that, was I'd walk around naked. Dudes that walked. I can't remember. I don't even know who they were, dude. They were so freaking cut. Their arms. I'm going, I had to stop. I stopped the freaking. You paused it. I paused and go, oh. When did you get down here? If I could only have that for like one One day, day, dude. Just one day. The track stars. I was just watching the track stars earlier today. And holy crap. Congratulations, track stars. Because man. They had those arms. Okay, where were we? Back to football. <laughs> this was football related. Football. Right. Have you seen Devin Lloyd's arms? Yeah. Yes. Dude! <laughs> they were posting him at Media Day, and I'm just going. Yes. Devin, he... you might be in the in the running oh, he... for next year's. I don't know. We'll see. Next year what? Next year's the next year's hottest, hottest player. Are, are, are you gonna are you gonna oh, run one this year? Well, you gotta yeah, but... get at least the ex cheerleader in. We did it at the end of the season. So it, it'll be a while. No, middle season. Middle of the season. Mid, mid, we need middle con- season. Okay, That's we'll like do bi-week Ladies stuff. out there, we'll have the mid-season hottest, hottest player. Hottest top player. I won't Just, vote. James will can, vote. I'll vote. DM me, the pitchers. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the honest truth. Uh, okay. Let's Google Chris Hemsworth right now. It's Brewer. Can we go back to football? No, I'm looking yes, at Chris we, Hemsworth. This was football related. Brian, look at that. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't do it. well you've got a problem then because okay i need a beverage did you watch his shark week show no just i could just listen to him all day and stare at him that sweet and stare at. all right enough of this crap look at that don't talk about arms (laughs) enough of this crap all right gary go i'm I'm distracted portal 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 all right go ahead brewer pledger curry lsu Mm -hmm. jaquindon jackson Texas. From Texas. Um, Brandon McKinney, Washington. Theo Howard, <laughs> Oklahoma. Um, I'm missing somebody. J- uh, Josh Calvert. Is that right? 
I think he's a linebacker from Washington. Also Washington. From Washington, yeah. Um, I think there's someone else. Those are guys that come in and make impact day one. Oh, they're they're yeah. They're gonna play, man. These guys are good. Yeah. I mean, and there's a receiver I think from from USC. USC. I can't remember yeah. his name now. Sorry, but whoever yes. our starting quarterback is starting day one, Rising War Brewer, transfer portal guy. Those yeah. were both those guys are not guys that were recruited by Winningham to come here. They're transfer portal guys. Whoever starts. It's it's exciting. They're guys that come in, make impacts immediately. We've also we've had guys in the past that have come from the transfer transfer portal that same thing, make impacts. Yeah, but this is, this this year This year feels different. But this, this year's different. different. You'd look at these guys. Remember when remember when Carrington came in? Mm-hmm. And that was a huge deal. Came from Oregon. Big, big, big deal. I think he was a phenomenal receiver. He just didn't have anybody to really give him the ball. He sort of got hurt, too. Got hurt. I think that we just got four or five Carringtons oh. or better. Oh, easy. I think. I, I think it's easy. It's so funny where we've come from on this in this program where it's like five years ago, you get a three-star guy and you're we're excited. Now we're getting four-star guys over and over and over and you're, you're kind of going... All right, let's. Well, it it needs to become the norm, and it yeah, it's getting that becoming the norm, which is great. So on the on the poll question on Facebook, grade the Utes portal activity is how it was listed, and again here it was basically ninety nine percent said an A. No, yeah, it's just the way it is. So everyone everyone's recognizing it. Um, I'll wait on that one. Let's see. Okay, here's the question. Here's the question, uh, the poll question. Will the Utes win the South? Um, probably about what, 90, 88% said yes. The other said no. What, what's your take on that? Will Utah win the South? I Honestly, mean, man, you, you can be honest here. Well, obviously, I hope they win the South. I do think with the caliber of player that we have, players that we have this year, we just talked about it. We've won the South two years prior. Our team seems to be in a place where we have the talent just overflowing this year. So I think we have a very good shot. I mean, everybody who or we had a few comments, you know, just talking about it all comes down to us beating USC. If we can win in the Coliseum, I mean, obviously we have to win all the other games too, but that we got to beat USC. I think we win it. Um, I think that like, like exactly what Bryn just said, if Utah had USC at home this year, mm. I would, I would put the stamp of guarantee on it because yeah. I just think that we would beat him at home. That atmosphere, it'd be, it'd probably, you know, be a night game. It'd be crazy. Whatever, for whatever reason, we struggle at the Coliseum. A couple of years ago, when we had our best season ever, essentially, and we went eleven and one, we lost at the Coliseum. And that game was USC. horrible. And that game was that game where we knocked Slovis out of the game thirteen seconds in, and I'm going, "Freak, dude, this baby's over." And and they, there's nobody comes in three and ba- three just hail marys prayers it. were answered basically and their receivers are just pulled athletic plays <laughs> the crap is happening over there the guard dog is trying to dig so her way out 
Just don't take the freaking cable with you. I just anticipate USC to do a USC where they've got all this talent, but they lose two or three games that they shouldn't lose. And I think that Utah wins the South. Well, they still have what's his name as coach. Yeah, Helton is coach. So I mean, he he'll so, cough up. So a game okay, or two. you 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 say Utah will win. Yep, South. Yes. Brent. Yes, I said yes too, but it maybe because there's somewhat of a homer in me in this. Oh, I would hope so. It's I mean, it, because look around us. <laughs> because you, like uh, who who was it? Jackson Taylor. It's what you just said. Only if we can win in the Coliseum. That game's huge. Well, I mean, we Which can, you is say that, that October, though? November? When uh, is that October. Game? But we, you say that, but see, two years ago, we lost in the Coliseum exactly. and we won the South. I so know, in reality, it's not just that game, but obviously that seems You to win be... that game, you stamp your ticket to... Because... October right. 9. Yeah, it's October. Ugh, God, that was at home. Gosh dang it. But I think it's, re- it's after a bye week for us. Let's see, we play... September 25, yeah, and Washington then, State at home. And then we have a bye, and then it's USC in the Coliseum. That, that, so that, that's big. That's that, nice. That'll help us if we have any injuries. What is happening? What's going can, can on you, here? She's so needy. So freaking We're talking needy. about Snoop Dogg. She wants to be dog. on camera just so badly. Stay. Freaking don't jump up. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to try and jump up on Come you. on. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, I know that USC... Was this is the kind of stuff that happens when we don't have a camera going. You don't know yeah, what's going on. Now you're seeing it. Now you're seeing it. Now you see what... But we're professionals here. We just keep on rolling. USC hey. was picked at Media Day <laughs> yeah, it's to garbage. win. Which I hate preseason stuff. I just Who hate cares? it. Because what are you basing it on? The logo on the side of the helmet. Exactly. And the fact that they're USC and they... Sh- Look... If we're going off paper every single year, USC should win the Pac-12 every single every single year <laughs> right. because they have the most talent. They have all the stars, all the history, all the accolades, and then they don't. So I think Utah wins it. So obviously, well, I don't know if it's obviously, but it's going to matter. Quarterback play is, let's face it. It's is, number one. It's number one. And so I looked up a couple of preseason polls or rankings of the quarterbacks in the Pac-12, which I think is relevant to the question that we're talking about. Um, let's see which one. Let's go with this one here. No, 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 no. Ranking right here. Okay, this is now. This to me, it, who is it, this? It, this, this is from the West Coast. God, get this. Thing. I told you. Get her out of here. She's gonna freak. Go away. Snoop, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Yell. Sit down, Lordy. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. She's gonna go little Willie's over there and go kill him. Um, kill. Okay. Wait, can we just Okay. Oh, okay. You, you, you just brought up little Willie. So can we just talk about his picture of him signing the contract? <laughs> Have you seen all of the memes going around? I just... It looks like he's 15 years old. I can't... So freaking pathetic. Hey, look, he just made like $36 million or something. Yeah, what a waste of money. Uh, I know, but it's gonna... I mean, it just was hilarious. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to talk about Little Willie, but you brought him up first. Sometimes he's got to talk about Little Willie. He's gonna get killed. He's going to get killed. I'm just saying. Signing his little... Little Will. Check. Did you have to bring that little Willie up? You brought, you brought him up. up. Did I bring him? No, I didn't. I said... You yeah. brought him up. That's the command to kill. 
Yeah, <laughs> but Willie. you... <laughs> little Willie. <laughs> That's the command. This is from... Now, this is from the West Coast <clears throat> College Football website. Okay. So, West Coast, understand we've got some bias going here. <laughs> Yeah. Good. It's about time we had some West Coast bias. But, I mean, well, we're just talking about our league, so. Yeah, okay. Let's but hear what they got. this makes some sense. My guess, now, they've got Slovis number one. Well, everyone does. Of course. Slovis is I don't, one. Slo- I don't no, it. no. Slovis is one. Jaden Daniels at ASU. Oh! <clears throat> at two. Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA. What has he done? Charlie Brewer at four. Okay. Now. No. Wow. Now, calm down. Calm down. No. Will you calm? Here, I'm. I'm I'll out, listen to you, and then I'll tell you why out this a, guy's an idiot. No, we're gonna do this. I'll do the other one, <laughs> so you can get two comparative. Okay. But what I'm saying now that we got to Charlie Brewer, you'll notice. You'll notice uh, <laughs> when you go rankings and talk, and when everyone's talking about Utah, if I can spit it out, Charlie Brewer's the guy. So How do you have Charlie Brew as the fourth best quarterback, but he doesn't start for the team? Yeah, no, uh, he's the guy. Now, yeah. honestly, rising bomb deal for him, getting injured. We don't, you know, camp. We haven't had camp yet. We don't know. You know, you hear some things being said, all the right things. But come on, man. This guy's throwing for what was What did we look up? Was 11,000 yards or something know, or 12,000 yards? While you rant. He's a senior. The, my view is he's going to be the guy. The only thing, the only thing I've heard is Cam Rising been in the Utah program for, for two years now. He get, sat I in he dude. sat in the press box with Ludwig his first season and just learned the offense. Last year he was the guy, gets hurt. He has that whole season to do nothing but just learn the offense. So when it comes to the homework aspect of it, yeah, dude, Charlie Brewer's gonna be way behind rising. But from a talent standpoint, I think Brewer's the guy. Throwing, I, I, I'll lay some dough on that, baby. It's going to yeah. be, as the camp goes along, and we'll hear stuff. Um, but no, we won't. We'll hear this. They're both performing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they nah, won't. We'll hear stuff. It'll be a anything. Brewer's the guy, man. No, because last year, remember last year, we were having the same debate, Rising or Bentley, Rising or Bentley. Turns out that Whittingham came out after the season Bentley's started. No, it, we didn't know that. Bentley is not. We didn't know that. We thought it was a battle. We thought it, it, it was... Head to head. Turns out that how much you want to lay down? Bentley was. Let's go back and listen to last I don't year's care podcast. About what we said. Let's lay down some green. Lay I down think, who no, it's going to be. It's going to be Brewer. It's going to be Brewer. Okay. But what I'm That's saying, it. what my argument is, Whittingham is never the, the guy well, to come out and say that. he's our quarterback. He's saying he won't. They won't name someone they won't before name the first them. game. Well, I, no, I. But we'll be hearing things. I from what I saw at the spring game, Charlie Brewer is very exciting. I mean, he looked awesome. Okay. <laughs> I agree. So this is from uh, PFF website, which is Pro Football Focus is what it's called. And so it just talks about projections for, you know, they go into a whole bunch of different kind of rankings. So anyway. Sorry, that's uh, that's my uh, computer over here. What is going on? I'm on yeah, ESPN. So unprofessional. I'm on so ESPN's unprofessional. website looking at Charlie Brewer's stats. Jeez. Yeah, we do want that. But 9,700 yards career at Baylor. 9,700 yards. There was more than that. I thought 65 touchdowns, 28 interceptions. I'm watching his highlights right now. Okay. My gosh, this boy can throw the ball. Yeah, he's gonna be the guy. Oh. 
I just got excited. So this is uh, Pro Football Focus, PFF. Uh, in the in the Pac-12, they have Slovis as the number one quarterback, just like the other one. Now, they do national rankings of quarterbacks. Okay. And they have Slovis at number 10 in the nation. Okay. He's number one in the Pac-12, number 10 in the nation okay. is Slovis. So, in relation to the question, are we going to beat... Uh, oh, If we're yeah. going to beat USC... We're going up against a guy who's, a, you know, he's a vet. He's good. He's good. So that is, it's going to be tough. Just need someone to hit him. Like no, they don't have a new hat quarterback. They got a, all the talent that USC always has, and they have a good quarterback. So that's going to be tough. They rank Washington's Dylan Morris as the second in the league. How interesting is that? Is that? That... But in relation to our question, it doesn't it doesn't matter to us because we don't play Washington. We don't play Washington. So, we dodge Washington this year. But so I don't. I'll pass on talking about him. But number three is Washington State. Jaden Delara. Jeez, this list is completely it's different. Way different. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But he's and they rank him thirty first in the country. At four, they've got Cal's Chase Garbers at fifty nine. In the country, and they have Charlie Brewer at five. So it goes as far as our purposes, though he, they have him second in the South. Mm-hmm. That's true. Which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Those are very, very different lists. There's some, yeah. And then they have Jaden Daniels here at six. He's just behind Brewer. Um, Interesting. What else we got here? So yeah, and then they don't they put Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA He's as garbage. nine, dude. I, I'm not sure. I, I like like I said though is the other one was the West Coast yeah. college football. There's some bias, California, but but Slovis is legit. Now whether you like the the list or not, the point is we think Utah's going to win the South. Um, they've got a great quarterback. I'm watching Brewer highlights as we speak. By the way. <laughs> This guy can throw the football. Right. Oh, he's a right. Holy he's a baller, cow, man! He's he's your atypical. Look at this throw. He's your atypical quarterback. It's beautiful. Stand in the pocket and just deliver it downfield, which we have not had one of those. I don't remember since Alex Smith. Maybe. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Alex Smith. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying, look at that freaking throw, Bryn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're getting Chris Hemsworth excited over here. Maybe, maybe not. All right. Okay, now to your other question. No, no, one, one more. A couple other things, though. Just with Phil Steele and his website and his crew, um, very respected as I oh, think he every, they know their stuff. Yeah. Um, they ranked, so, you know, we, we all understand preseason stuff. It's, we haven't had camps yet and all that kind of stuff. But him looking at our team and the portal transfers and the talent. But like you said, James, these guys know their stuff. They ranked Utah 15 in the country. Hmm. Uh, that's, that is a Which is amazing. great spot for us to start off at. That's high to be preseason. We lost so many guys. Yeah. The, the sad, you know, Ty Jordan thing. Yeah. Um, at the end of the year there, we ha- and we had a, you know, quarterback situation. It was, it, it looked bleak. Um. Oh, what is that? Your phone is going off. 
15th in the country. That is a but great place. Through, that's, that's, and if you read what they have to say, it has to do with the portal stuff. We upgraded it. And, almost and, they, and they recognize position. the talent, and, they, and yeah. he ranks as 15th, which I think is fantastic. I think there's a lot to be excited about with this, this squad. Um, okay, we have one final poll. And it is, and this was on Facebook. Hopefully you were involved in it. Which logo do you prefer? So let's, let's preface it. Let's start with this. If you didn't see, they're redoing the, the field. So they're, they're redoing the turf at, at Rice Eccles. Along with that, the block U on the field is out, mm-hmm. which I am all about. Mm-hmm. They are replacing it with the interlocking U's. I, so that's where this poll, I think, really stemmed from. We talk, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, it had a connection to it. had it. a connection. So they're, they're replacing it. It'll be the interlocking use, which I, I think is an upgrade over the block U. So let's go to the, the, okay. the answers. Though. Yeah, so you know what, what logo do the fans approve, or prefer? Number one, by far, drum and feather. Interlocking uh, U's were, was two, and the block U was three. Um, in the 90 percentile, I think it is, that the drum and feather... Oh, yeah, it's overwhelming. Nine In the 90 percentile, the drum and feather... I mean, look at that logo, man. It's the answer. <laughs> it's the look answer. At the lo- so I, we've got helmets here. I don't know if you can see it on camera clearly or not, but the, you've got the interlocking U's, you've got a block U, and then you have the drum and feather. Of course, our big helmet there with the drum and feather... The fans love the drum. The, the drum and feather is so sweet. Here's the thing for me. Yeah, I, I voted drum and feathers. I, I did too. I was, I'm part of the 90 percentile on that. I like the interlocking U. I think that the history. I think that like the throwback of it mm-hmm. is very cool. I like when they bring it back from time to time. It looks really good on the helmet. It looks cool. That being said, it's the drum and feather. When you that is for me the logo for the University of Utah football team. It is interesting because the interlocking use has only been the last few years that it has become yeah. where they used it. And it was, it was the homecoming game. Mm-hmm. And they came out with these new helmets and new uniforms with the interlocking U as a throwback. And then after that year, it's like that's become uh-huh. the mainstream logo way more than the block U. Which, and again, I prefer it yeah, over the block U. Yeah, I do too. U. I don't like, I never liked the block U. Personally, it's too just generic for me. But, no, man, the drum and feather. Drum and feather, unfortunately. I mean, and look, the uh, the tribe gives yes. their full permission for yeah, the Yeah, I saw on Instagram or Twitter, some, somebody made a comment that they thought the tribe had asked that we don't no. use the drum and feather on the field. That's not the case. No, no, it's, no. it's not the tribe. It's No, I don't think that's right. Other bodies. Um, I mean... We just signed last year a new MOU with the tribe um, as to what our relationship is with them. And the drum and feather is still used as an athletics logo. But mm-hmm. as far as a university logo, they don't use it in anything anymore. It's just athletics. But as we're seeing, it's even starting to be phased out a little bit of even athletic events. I like the locking use. <laughs> But the drum and feather is, yeah. I mean, the fans, the fans have spoken. They've spoken. Hey, Utah administration. <laughs> yeah. I mean, up. seriously, take this little micro poll that we did in a 24-hour 
And and the, the results are overwhelming. It's very ninety percent people plus love scientific. It. scientific. It's very poll. scientific, mm-hmm. and we I mean, live in, a, it is. in an age of science. It's, it's the Utah football fans. That's the whole premise of this, uh-huh. right? That's the whole point. <laughs> the fans have spoken. So the stop trying to fans bleed it out. It is interesting when you go to the bookstore now, and you're you know like you mentioned before every season. We I typically go try to find something. Man, they the drum and feather is slowly less and less and less. Right. It's too bad. But it'll be collector's items. Fans, keep whatever memorabilia you have with mm-hmm. the drum and feather. But we all like it. Any final thoughts? Till next time. I do. I want to mention that my favorite thing that came, I think it was right before Media Days when they listed the all Pac 12 teams. And Britton Covey <laughs> is on the first team. And mm-hmm. the second team. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> He's listed, as, but his two different positions. I think on first team, it was his return yeah. as a return specialist. And then on second team as a wide receiver. But I just thought that was so funny that he's listed twice. twice. That's fantastic. <laughs> of all the people, Mr. Mr. Grandpa. Professor Covey. Guy's Professor been around Covey. for freaking ever. It's crazy. <laughs> I loved that. But Remember the game? We beat Oregon 200 to nothing. Covey played in that game. Yeah, I remember. Feels like. 20 like years ago. Forever ago. That was Booker and Wilson were on that team. <laughs> so I thought that and was Booker's great. on his third. Booker's on his third NFL team. And uh, Covey's still playing for the junior. U. <laughs> He's a junior. <laughs> Good to have him. All right, Ute fans. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be doing this shortly again with camp. We'll let camp get going for a little bit. Put some more information out there. Again, please follow us uh, on all the formats. Listen to us and give us your feedback, stuff you think about it, you want to talk about or hear. But anyway, go Utes. Go Utes. Yeah. Ready? I'm ready. I'm telling you why You can see in their eyes Them boys ain't playing They ready to ride Shaking the tunnel Just screaming and yelling If you ain't ready You get eaten alive Taking the field With loads of passion Swagging out With the flyest fashions Cameras out And they steady flashing Captains out We about to get it cracking Full of crashing In between those lines You boys We about to ride We a band of brothers And we stick together Like an army mission When it's war time We stacking them W's Pay attention Ponies coming with apprehension We stay on top Of our division Went from BCS buses To playoff contenders Rise up, now the boys mad, mad, mad. We have to tighten the boys up. We here for the crown, crown. We on the rise up, now the boys mad, mad, mad. We have to tighten the boys up. We here for the crown, crown.